0: What year is it? Green Fingers Green Fingers Green Fingers So, it looks like it's been a long time since the last episode People were probably saying That Kevin Carmichael, he sure is dead Hasn't podcasted in a rat's age But I assure you that's not true Just listen to how I can can speak. And podcast. Would a dead person do that? But I know that I owe you listeners an explanation. I don't normally like to share too many. Too many aspects of my private life. But you you guys have been fans for a while. and You really are like, like a family. I mean, the way I see it. We're all in the same compost heap together. So it's time that I let you know. Every winter, I start to feel down. In order to avoid that and to get to spring sooner, I've taken to freezing myself in a giant block of ice in my backyard. I, I know that it sounds strange, but it works for me, you know? My house is right under a natural polar vortex, so it gets very cold very fast. And I was born with a very special ability to freeze myself and survive. Like like a tree frog. Doctors are, are baffled by it. There have been several research papers written about me. I figure it's so that I can better appreciate what perennials go through since they hunker down during the winter and thaw out in the spring. I've always strongly identified with tree frogs too, but I've always had a deep mistrust for non-tree frogs. What do they have against the trees? They see squirrels climbing around the trees, you'd think they'd get the idea. But Tree frogs, they lurk on the ground. But, but, but non-tree frogs, they lurk on the ground like a, like a snail, like a hopping snail without a shell. Another thing that snails and frogs have in common is that people eat them in France. But I wonder whether this is just some sort of deep-seated frog prejudice that I have. Tree frogs would probably be like, Chill out, bro! All frogs are cool. And I guess they'd be right. Also, apparently more people are afraid of frogs than afraid of rats. I don't know if that is relevant, but as far as I know, it is a fact. Maybe one day I and the non-tree frogs will live as brethren. Someday. Uh, Anyways, I froze myself back in 2010. and When spring came around and I was still frozen, I was like, Dang you, polar vortex! This time you've gone too far! Sorry, I just... Polar Vortex can make me so mad. But it wasn't all bad. I had one experience that really changed me. After about a year of being frozen, I began to reach out with my mind beyond my block of ice, desperate for any connection. I found a nearby family of raccoons and tried to speak to them with my mind. For weeks, I had no luck, but then one night, I managed to share a dream with one of them. I learned to share in all of their dreams, and it really changed my perspective on them. I spent my time scavenging for food and washing my little raccoon hands and flying. These were, of course, raccoon dreams, and raccoons dream about flying sometimes. And as time went on, I learned to share my dreams with the raccoons, too. They learned to dream about school and wars and driving cars. I think it was a really special experience for everyone involved. Just a lot of consciousness raising. It sounds strange, but it sure was fun. I trained them to tend to the garden. They're really quite adept at it. Their hands are very well suited to digging and weeding. At one point, they realized they could try to break me out of the block of ice, but I wasn't ready yet. I had begun to go. Strangely, attached to my icy prison, sort of like how vines can go can grow attached to the trees and other you know walls. Sometimes you see vines on on walls. It reminds me of one, a funny story from one of the first years that I had frozen myself. A mailman found me frozen in my ice block and called the police and. They chipped me out and woke me up early, and I had to explain the situation to everyone so that they just leave me there in the future and not think I was a, a dead person. I showed them the research papers and explained my tree frog affinity. We all had a good laugh. <laughs> <sighs> oh, uh, by the way, the new theme song at the start of the episode? Uh, the raccoons arranged and played it. They really have learned a lot over the years. Just, Just a whole new... Just a whole new raccoon these days. A whole new raccoons. One year, they managed to get their hands on a copy of the TV show, The Raccoons, and they were like, Kevin, be honest with us. Are you Cyril Sneer? And I was like, what? Do I look like Cyril Sneer? I was actually really offended. I mean, I get it. I was really sunburnt and and pink because the ice block would polish up in the sunlight and act like a lens. Rays unrelenting, life-giving beams were not kind to me, but still... So rude. Few years since I've
1: eaten. Ah, uh, so uh, t- twenty eighteen, the big, mm. the
0: big. The Big 2018, ah, I wonder what kind of advances in gardening technology mankind has made while I slept with their raccoons. Hover wheelbarrows? Digital trowels? The mine boggles. Although I guess I guess in a way all, all trowels are, are digital trowels. Because you use
1: your use your hands. Uh, seeing as it's, it's springtime again, that means it's time for me to do a springtime movie recommendation list. And I have six years worth of springtime to make up for. Uh, so here's the list for 2011 to, to 2018. Uh, 101 Dalmatians.
0: Uh, live action or cartoon, take your pick. Dune. It's a mad, 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 mad world. The Live action version of The Jungle Book from 1994. Boogie Nights, Dracula Dead and Loving It, Slapstick of Another Kind, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Westing Game, uh, Nuki and Fluffy Dogs. You should watch them in that order. Um, that's what I'm going to do after I finish recording this podcast. You'd think that I'd want to watch new movies, but uh, nope. I actually have no idea what new movies there are. Oh, there was a new Batman movie. There was another one with Golden Boy, Christian Bale. Oh, Ben Affleck. I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna take a big stand here. I think that Ben Affleck is going to be the best Batman since since good old Georgie. I'm,
1: I'm looking at this picture of Ben Affleck as Batman,
0: looking sad, and I think this is my Batman. Uh. Because I feel like sadness should be a big part of Batman's character, you know? Uh, because his parents are dead. And that's sad. I'll bet sometimes Batman is in his costume, and he catches a glimpse of himself in a mirrored window or something, and, and he's like, What are you doing with your life, Bruce? You're just as a giant bat. That's pretty sad and weird, Bruce. Bruce! But then he sees the twinkle in Commissioner Gordon's eyes, and the bustle of his mustache, and he remembers what he's fighting for. That's what Batman's all about. And let's face it, in Batman's world, Poison Ivy isn't going to be interested in someone who doesn't also stick to a theme of some sort.
1: I do have to say one thing for Christian Bale. I know that he never wanted Robin to show up. And I think... I get his thinking on that. I've never, ever seen a bat and a Robin hanging out well outside. And I've seen a lot of bats, and a lot of Robins... It, it, it just doesn't happen. I mean, maybe Christian Bale would have been okay with it if it was just Batman and Bat-Lad, you know? Like I was saying before, you've, you've got to stick to a theme.
0: I hope they bring back Uma as Poison Ivy. I mean, I don't see the, why they wouldn't, you know? She was sublime.
1: Ben Affleck and Uma Thurman were in Paycheck together, so maybe that will help. Oh, I should have added Paycheck to my movie list. Put it on there right
0: after Fluffy Dogs. I'm retroactively adding it to the list, because it's, it's, it's my podcast, and and just because I've been away for a while and trying to connect back with the world doesn't doesn't mean that other people get to dictate what movies I can recommend on my podcast or when i can add to them or or take some away not that i mean i'm not going to i'm not going to take any of those movies away cuz they're really they're all really good i'm reading here that uh i'm reading here that a new type of vegetable has been invented while i was frozen it's a hybrid between kale and Brussels sprouts? They're, they're beautiful. I, I, I want to plant them. I want to plant them. I just realized that it's been more than half a decade since I last did a plant debate. Well, out loud on the podcast at least. I must have done thousands of plant debates in my head while in the ice. And hundreds more with the raccoons, especially once they'd learned to garden. Uh, But I'll do some more for you, the viewers. Debate number one. Bees versus wasps. I know some of you would think, obviously it's bees. They're pollinators. But aha, so are wasps. So, So it's unclear. Beers are rounder and fluffier sometimes both of them make edifices but but bees nests look cooler and and dumbledore means bumblebee, so bees win debate number two Uh, debate number two non-trees non-tree frogs versus tree frogs uh okay let me try to look at this objectively Tree frogs are colorful and sleek-looking. Uh, regular frogs are less likely to fall to their deaths. This one might be a tie. Debate number three! Kale versus Brussels sprouts. Uh, you apparently don't need to choose between them anymore because HYBRID Kale and Brussels sprouts! I ordered some seeds online. I hope they're delicious. Not the seeds, but the plants themselves. They're called kaolettes. Debate number four. Raccoon dreams versus human dreams. Raccoon dreams have a serene simplicity to them. However, human dreams when being dreamed by raccoons. That is great. Raccoons in little business suits, carrying little briefcases in their little hands. Raccoons eating sandwiches and doing dishes and riding on trains. So, what wins? I see in more plant news that a carnivorous plant was named after H.R. Geiger. I'm assuming being named after Geiger that the plant is radioactive? I'm not in favor of that. I don't think the plant should be radioactive. Although, zill are radioactive, and they're delicious, so maybe I should rethink my stance. I don't know why there are so many weird-looking pictures on this news article. De- debate, debate, debate number five. Uh, carnivorous plants versus carnivorous animals. <laughs> carnivorous plants are pretty crazy, you know? It's like we take it for granted that we eat plants, that even the animals that we eat, Eat plants, and then bam, bam. There's some plant that eats flies out there, ready to shock you and flip your world view upside down. That's what I love about about plants. They're just they're they're, they're so often transgressive and stimulating like that. On the other hand, there there's some pretty great carnivorous animals. The uh, cats, anteaters, bears. Uh, Predators from the movie Predator 2. And the good thing about carnivores is that they won't eat the parsley right out of your garden, unlike some groundhogs and rabbits that I know. Still, I think uh, carnivorous plants wins because of the worldview flipping. Flipping it upside down. and You know, it's plant debate, not animal debate.
1: Debate number six. Uh, Continuing with plant debates versus... Stopping This Madness. Um, um, uh, on the one hand, I mean, let's be real here, but plant debates are great. I think we all enjoy this chance to really broaden our worldviews and engage in some really deep, critical discussion. Um, on, on the other hand, uh, six plant debates... Might be enough.
0: Six is a nice, it's a nicely shaped number. I, you know, I, I used to draw a lot of sixes uh, when I first started drawing, and I have so many, so many good
1: memories of that. But on the other hand, I, I, I kind of like having long podcasts. It makes me feel accomplished. Uh, like there's more value for your dollar, even though you didn't have to spend any dollars because the podcast is free.
0: Mm. But on another hand altogether, didn't didn't Snakespear uh, say Brevity is wit Continuing with Plant Debates wins Debate number seven Which of Bono's stage names is better? Bono or Stainhagenfiff have- of Bang Bang Bang? I don't know how I feel about Bono's name Bono. Uh, but I'm not even sure how to pronounce Stan Van Hussanalog Bang Bang Bang. Except for the Bang 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 part. That part I get. Uh, although, as I just said in the last plant debate, brevity is wit, but then I don't want on to do a 7th, so I think I'm going to have to give it to Stan Van Van null Bang Bang uh, Bang. And and that's it for plant debate. Uh, I hope that seven was enough to make up for the lack of plant debates for all these years, but to be fair, you know, The the ice thing. I want to talk about garden decorations today. Some gardeners love them. Some gardeners think that they're pointless. I myself am writing a movie script about garden decorations that come to life and have their own society and stuff. It's kind of like a mix between Toy Story, Cats, and Chinatown. I probably shouldn't talk about it too much. The studios would be all over this, and I wouldn't want an Ants vs. Bugs Life situation. Uh, Or a Deep Impact vs. Armageddon situation. Or a Dante's Peak versus Home Alone 3 situation. Uh, anyway, I think they're fun. It's fun to imagine their tiny garden-bound lives. And the adventures they get up to. The, the whimsical adventures they get up to. But again, I shouldn't talk too much about my, my, my movie idea. Because it's, it's pretty wonderful. There's one garden decoration that I just gotten before I froze myself, this amazing little toad house. I put it out in the garden so that it would be there ready in the spring. I just get so eager, you know? Anyway, uh, this toad house has everything. A flytrap and a little flat screen TV. I, I bought it online, special ordered, because there's this really cool toad that lives in my yard. Uh, I don't know what his name is, but he's basically like the victor of toads. So, you know, really cool. So I thought I'd get him this toad house as thanks for making my garden so much cooler than it was before. And while I was frozen, I'd get the raccoons to check on him for me. And They come back to me and tell me that some jerk frog has kicked Victor Toad out of the toad house and moved in himself? The nerve, right? So this low-life frog is living it up, eating the toad's flies and watching the toad's flat-screen TV. I told the raccoons to fix the situation but I very specifically told them not to eat the frog uh but I think they did eat the frog i could I could feel their their guilty psyches i'm getting I'm getting good at feeling raccoons psyches they feel really really interesting and kind of seductive uh but that frog was a thief anyways so uh
1: and then there are the classic garden gnomes uh, fun, fun fact in, in, in the old days people would actually catch gnomes and would interrogate them to learn their true names and then say that, that three times to turn them into snow uh, not, not, not snow, of course, of course sorry I still have ice on the brain um, it takes a little while for it to... but no, uh, in the old days people would actually catch gnomes and they would interrogate them to learn their true names uh, and then say their names three times to turn them into stone, not snow, uh, to then be placed in their gardens to scare off pests. But, but nowadays, we just manufacture them. I'm not sure if it's because gnomes are extinct, uh, or if it's just just easier that way. I don't know. Uh, but, but they don't seem to scare off pests at all. If If I were a garden engineer, I'd make mechanical garden gnomes. You can program them to walk around the garden and do the weeding and watering and chase after pets pests. Although I I suppose that would that would take some of the fun out of gardening, wouldn't it? Uh, maybe you can program them to leave a few weeds for you to deal with, or you know maybe you
0: could give the give the mechanical gnomes a, a, a day off to bask in the sun and and
1: you take care of the weeds and. Chase around a couple voles. Look, uh, I don't have all of the details, okay? Uh, The sad truth is, I'm not a garden engineer. And all of my beautiful ideas must go uncreated. Only to be podcasted about. Which is also pretty good, I guess. Uh, But I do still wish for a hover wheelbarrow. I... I like to
0: give my garden gnomes names. I have about 183 and a half of them currently. Uh, the half is a really uh, sad story. Uh, I don't like to get into it. I mean, it's not like it's not like Batman sad, but it's um, there's some there's some parallels. But the legs and uh, part of one arm are still good. Uh, that's what keeps from being Batman sad. I give them all names, and and they get up to so much drama. Half the time, it's like a gnome soap opera out there. Uh, but I won't get into that. They they deserve their privacy. I am using a lot of details of their lives as inspiration for the characters and plot details in my movie, though, so you can just wait to see that. I guess I should check to see if there's any letters from the mailbag. Oh, I have some letters from the esteemed Alicia. Uh, let me read them in the order they arrive. Hey Kevin, I have slugs. I know how to get rid of them. I just need some help coming to terms with the ethical implications. Well, you know, uh slugs are uh I mean, I don't I don't like to come up with things like garden hierarchies and comparing slugs to snails and stuff, that can that can get you into tricky territory, but They're just... Dearest Kevin, it's been a while since you posted any new podcasts. Is everything alright? Have you gone on a trip? Send me a postcard. If you're staying in one place a while, include a return address and I'll send you a picture of my jade cuttings. They grew up so fast. Kevin, I've yet to receive a postcard. Where are you? I'm getting worried. I've hired a private detective. I guess if something is really wrong, you might not see this message. But I hope if the worst is true and you're really in trouble, something inside you knows I will find you. The private detective I hired turned out to be a struggling novelist, and I fired him. His prose wasn't to my taste. I found my way into the dark net and hacked all of your devices and accounts. There was no activity. So I commandeered a drone and did a flyby. I saw you frozen in your backyard, but you looked happy, and suddenly I felt disgusted with my actions. If you ever see this, I hope you can forgive me. Maybe come spring. Hmm. You know, Alicia, it sounds like you've been doing a lot of reflecting. And and that's 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 good. It's a it's a, it's a moral Im- imperative to to all of us, from from gnomes to slugs and snails, um, to 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 my viewers. And uh, so uh, of course I can I can forgive you, uh, and uh, I just it's really it's really good to hear from you again. It's really good to be back in the. Podcast saddle, as 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 I would say, if podcasts were horses, but they're not. Um. And that's that's the green, the greenest fingers, uh, that you've probably heard in a while, huh? That's the end of this episode. Uh, un- un- unfortunately, uh, it uh, it it could have been. Could've been longer if, if if more of you had had, had been like Lisha and sent sent me letters for the six years I was gone. But um you know it's it's never too late. Uh, remember the, the email address is
1: greenfingerspodcast at gmail.com. That's greenfingerspodcast at gmail.com and, you know, I mean, remember, I, uh, I forgave Alicia because she
0: sent me an email, really. Um, I mean, if she hadn't emailed me, I, I wouldn't have known it had happened. So I couldn't have forgiven her. It's It's really good to be talking to you guys again. And I hope you did not get too lost
1: without me. Good night.